Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, May 4, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, actually, the market made it relatively simple for the read. They don't necessarily make it easy to trade all the time, but for this purpose, for today's purposes in terms of what did the daily chart do and how do we gauge what it's doing going forward, they're making it rather simple. They did something today that we like to call garden variety. We're going to go over all that stuff as the video goes along. The first thing we like to do is take a look at the daily chart. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, a couple of things. They spike through the 20 period moving average home base. That's normal garden variety market activity, but they did something more important. There was a more important price on the board. We talked about it last night. Inside the numbers, members were hearing about it all day long, and here it is. It's 412.79. What does that 412.79 represent? Well, it represents the low of the last breakup candle. There's a horizontal line, 412.79. We have another need for another line. That's why that one's thin. It's just below it at 412.30. There's another line at 412.30. Now it looks like one bigger line. We'll get back to 412.30 in a moment. There was another number that we discussed last night, and it was 414.75. You'll notice they closed above that number, that also lends itself more credence to its importance for 12.75. Wasn't important early in the day, it was important late in the day. We never know going into the day exactly what time it's gonna be important for sure, but nevertheless, it was important either way. There's a method to the madness. I put those numbers up on the board now because we're gonna go to some other charts and we're gonna talk about some intraday activity in terms of how the market did what it did, why it did what it did. We're gonna use today's activity for a learning opportunity. That you can take to the bank. We have a few other items that need to be discussed on the daily chart. So we talked about the fact that the market was making a bullish flaggish type of pattern. That was over the last several trading sessions. We had a spike up on Fed Day last week, but all in all, they were making a bullish flaggish pattern. Well, what's the risk of the bull flag pattern? The risk is the flag starts to deteriorate and they go and run a test of the breakup candle low. What happened today? The flag deteriorated, but what did they do? They ran a test of the breakup candle low. Why is this important? Because when the market's failing on a down day in the morning, it looks like the market's going to have a really ugly day. It starts to sell. It goes back and forth. It sells some more. If you don't have an idea of what they're after, what are they trying to accomplish? What's the objective? Where are they running a test? If you can have an understanding, and you're not gonna be right all the time, but the majority of the time you're gonna be right, if you knew that that breakup candle low was there, 412.79, at minimum, if nothing else, if all you knew was that, because you watched a couple of minutes of the video last night and you said, oh, I remember that, then once they started heading there, at least you have an idea of what the objective is. It makes A, taking a trade a little bit less scratch your finger on the board type stuff because you have a different type of confidence level. You have an understanding of what's actually happening in the marketplace. So today they did the thing. 
the breakdown of the flag pattern and then the running a test of the breakup candle low. Pretty much what we described last night. You don't know they're gonna do it all in one day, but once they start failing, once they start trading lower, you don't know that they're gonna get to the breakup candle low, but if they do, they're likely to find support at minimum of from an intraday perspective down in that zone. We're gonna go over to inside the numbers. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We're gonna look at everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the commentary. This is an open book setting. I like to call it WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. Every day I show what today had, and tomorrow you can expect to see more of the same. There's a method to the madness. We're gonna learn stuff by going through inside the numbers. Take it to the bank. It's turnaround Tuesday. Wake up a little bit red on the board. Now at the time, early, zero dark 30, it was rather early in the morning, and the market really wasn't down that much. Okay, fair enough, doesn't mean anything, it just was what it was. So pretty straightforward, we'll keep it simple. Last night we discussed important numbers down south. What were they? 414.75, give or take, is the first spot. If they decide to kill the tape, the next big spot below that would be in the breakup candle low, 412.79. If they turn around and open the day above 418.20, that didn't happen, that would be bullish. But you have to look at both sides, be the umpire calling balls and strikes. We're moving along. 818. This is still early, awareness and of note. With the major index futures trading lower this morning, you would think we'd see more stocks getting hit. They're not. It's interesting. File it in the back of your mind for now. Now, fast forward to the end of the day. We know what the SPY did. We know what the S&P 500 did. They ran a test of a breakup candle low. Now, tomorrow, if they open below that low, then it's a failure, and then we have a whole new picture going on. But if it holds, they can certainly resume the melt-up operation if that's what they want to do. We don't know anything about what's going to happen tomorrow. We're analyzing what happened today, and it gives us projections, and it gives us, hey, if they stay above here or they get below here, we know the picture, we know the story. That's half the battle. But if you think about by the end of the day, they had a nice rally into the end of the day. They didn't necessarily crush the market. You didn't see stocks that were down, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight percent. You saw a few, a handful, but I'm talking about the names we know. They weren't really getting taken out behind the woodshed. And when they are, that's indicative of more selling to come. But when the stocks aren't getting thrown out with the bathwater, you don't have institutional participation on the downside on heavy volume, then you can look for them running a test of an important spot and likely finding at minimum of intraday support around that spot. That's a little tidbit from where? Exactly, inside my head. This is the way I look at the tape. This is the way I look at things. Take it for what it is. You don't have to look at it this way. You can look at it this way. Let's move along a little bit and see what else we've got even before the opening bell. The zone around 414.75 should produce buyers and a bounce if reached in the early going. That didn't happen. It was reached in the early going, but it didn't happen. Could take time and they could go lower, but at some point would generally snap back. So that was my take early in the morning, long before they got to that spot. That spot under normal garden variety conditions would have been, should have been, is support. But we're not going to be right 100% of the time, so you have to have the backup plan. What's the backup plan? Remember, 
if they spike it, 41279 would be on the table for a test. This is 9, 10 in the morning before the market opened for business. We know the game plan. They don't have to get all the way there, or they could spike it a little, but that's also an important spot. Therefore, now pay attention to this, traders can start them up around 1475, that's 41475, give or take, but should keep some dry powder for the spike. We don't know exactly where the buy the dip crowd will show up, but they'll show. Again, before they kill the market, before the market opened, I'm telling you where they're going to run a test if they kill the market and also the buy the dip crowd is going to show up. Now think about what happened by the end of the day. Now you'll say, well, how can you be so confident in any of that stuff? And here's the thing, because this is the kind of stuff that happens the majority of the time. You're going to have times where it doesn't happen. Something different happens. That's the 20%. We operate on the fact that the 80-20 rule is leading to the 80%. 80% of the time, the same stuff happens over and over and over again. I talk about this all the time. Doesn't necessarily feel like it when you're in the moment, but what happens the majority of the time is what happens the majority of the time. We're moving right along. A reminder, awareness, we're going to see sharp moves in both directions. As the day gets underway, we're focused on 414.75. Now, we know they blew through it, but we also knew where they would be going if they blew through it, which was why you needed dry powder. Little blurb on some of the stocks on the move. We're going to look at the charts. We'll circle back to those later. So immediately, they come into 414.75, and under normal garden variety market conditions that early, that big of a number, to me at least, it was a big number to me, would have produced a bounce, but it didn't. The draw was to the breakup candle low, and it was really heavy in the morning. What was heavy? The draw was heavy. The magnetic force downward in the southern direction was heavy. 952, remember, they could go all the way to run a test of 412.79. And by the way, there's a gap around 412.30. That's the 412.30 we were talking about. Let's get the visual real quick. SPY, five-minute chart, right of the vertical. Today's activity, you know the routine. Blew through 414.75, tried to even run a back test. Guess what? Came up short. 412.79 was on the table. We knew that. You can see what was going on. They even went to run a test and fill the gap. And then they finally, after a little bit of back and forth activity, turned around and you see what happened into the end of the day. Now the notes are going to reflect all this stuff. The notes are also going to reflect 413.50 that just showed up. What was that? That was our afternoon pivot. And not an after the fact pivot, it was a before the fact pivot. What does that mean? That means they're going to run tests, it's resistance. Once they get above, it becomes support. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to scroll up a little bit, pause the video, read the notes, check the numbers, double check the work, go back to the charts, do the homework, see if this is a bunch of bunk or this is something of value. By the way, check this out, 1018. We're looking for 41475 to be a target after they make the low, and guess what? 416, if they can get above, is another or secondary target. Now the chart includes the after-hours activity. What was the high just after the closing bell? Within a few minutes, they spike them up to 415.82. They didn't quite get there, but they made the valiant effort. Let's now move through some of the notes. You can pause the video and read them for yourself. 
double check the work, you're going to see the same 41279, 41475, 41350 as the afternoon pivot coming up later. You're also going to see stuff where you learn something. They started to fail, maybe they just can't help themselves to a better test of the breakup candle low. Either way, we know this is a spot of interest and also normally defended by the bulls. No change to the numbers and the concept unless they start closing candles hourly below 41275, that changes the story. What we're saying here is they're running a test, should find support, in support should find the bounce. We're moving along. And what that was referring to was first they came up short. They didn't really hit it, they didn't spike it. They just made the attempt. Now, this is where you learn stuff. Keep this in mind. This is from the daily candle. That's the 41279. So testing and bounces away can still take time. They can take all day to test a daily price. They don't normally do that, but they can do that. They can come back and forth. Look how long they were there today, back and forth before the end of the day when they had the real rally. They make you wait, wait, wait. Traders give up. Doesn't look like they're going to do it. Looks like they're going to fail. Traders get short, and then what happens? They drive them up into the close. They do it over and over and over again. While they're taking time, it always appears like something else is going on, like a failure. That's the design of how they play games. inside your head we're moving along more of the same numbers we can move along you can pause the video yada yada you know that routine here's a good one so around lunchtime they had made a tail low they spiked through they filled the gap all that stuff now they were looking like another failure and here's where traders looking at a short term chart see price going back down they see a failure they're thinking short they're thinking we're not going to get a bounce the market's going to fail That's the inside your head thing. But we want to look at it from a bigger picture perspective. So what we're doing here is how should we be thinking about the market on an hourly chart? Well, how about this? And this is the type of stuff that's also taught in the course Lazy E-mini Trader. This is one tidbit. So we're looking at a chart and we're saying is this a tail and retrace or trouble? How do you know? Well, if they start closing candles below, short-term candles and certainly an hourly candle below the low of the day well then you know that's trouble obviously but if it's just the tail and retrace we don't know yet but guess what that's going to produce higher prices now here's what the same hourly chart looks like into the closing bell there's your tail you had the retrace they started edging higher and they drove them higher into the close so our thing is we want to know we want to have an understanding of what the scenario is be the umpire call balls and strikes what's both sides of the tape well where's the failure what does it look like and what's the other side look like is this something we've ever seen before and the answer is yeah of course it is it's taught in the course remember this is really a three pillar approach these videos each and every day are the continuing education the foundation of how the markets work is taught in the course lazy e mini trader and the phd is inside the numbers we're moving along 41350 is what's needed to start any kind of rally leg running a test is one thing closing candles above is the key for the bull case that post was at 1251 in this neighborhood over here here's 1215 1230 1245 1 o'clock 
and so on. So we know where the afternoon pivot is. What's the important number at present? Let's roll into the end of the day. You can read the notes. You can certainly pause the video, double check the work. I think I've showed you a concept, a lot of what's going on inside the numbers. If you're at all intrigued and you think it can be helpful to you during the trading day, are you trading the spider? Are you trading options? Are you trading the leveraged exchange traded products? Are you trading off the spider? Are you trading stocks? Well, guess what? Stocks are going to get dragged up and down along with the spider. The spider is the dominant thing. And we're moving into the end of the day. What about stocks on the move? So we had a list this morning, BLDP, AUKRMOS, and IRBT. Three hit their price objectives, two did not. We're going to take a look at the charts. In fact, we're going to take a look at pretty much all the charts because we had a little bit of early shenanigans going on today. First one is Ballard Powered System. So it's getting a buzz cut at the open. Look, we're down 20% today in this thing. So we're picking a number, 1621, and then we had a secondary at 1586. Close by can make a case it could be either or. Well, look what happens in the first candle of the day. This is a 15-minute chart. You can see it was in the first few minutes of the day. The low was 1626, and then they bounce up to making a high of 1698. Now, on a $16 stock, a 75-plus cent bounce is a tremendous bounce. So that's off the table, and then look what they do. They come back into it and do it all over again. Not quite as high, but they bounce again doing the deal, even though they almost did the deal first thing in the morning. Life of a trader, this is just the way it works. My number was just a little off today, early. The takeaway is the numbers work. It was support. AU, you can see what happened. When they started killing the market, AU finally came down to its number, 21.15, on the board, bright and early. They found support. They started to trade away. They do the deal. I thought they would get up to about 21.50. They never made it all the way there. But nevertheless, base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Not the biggest trade on the board, but guess what? Base hit puts you in the Hall of Fame. KR never got there. They never got there early. They never got there late. My number was, what was it, 35.47. The low here was 35.60, and then they had a nice bounce away from that. So my number here on Kroger today was incorrect. Shenanigans, the Mosaic Company, this one hurt. The low, 32.45 against 32.40. Look at this bounce in minutes. This is considered a rocket ride. 34. 57 against 32.40. They didn't get there. That hurts. The numbers work. iRobot, again, they did the thing early in the morning where they come up close and then they bounce away. The low out of the gate was 90.35 against 89.89. That's not good enough. And they bounce away, so they do the deal by having come up short. So when they come back into it, you don't want it. But you can see anyway... That was the number. They just didn't do it today in the manner in which we need them to do it in order to take the trade. But the takeaway is, look at this. $6 removed from the entry before the opening bell. That's tremendous. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM today? So they're hovering on the convergence of the moving averages. Down to 69 or 1%, but look at the volume. Less than the average 90-day volume. So there was no institutional conviction on the downside today. 
Incidentally, we forgot to discuss the volume on the SPY, and you can see here, slightly more than the 90-day rolling average, about 101 million shares, but not a big spike. But it's of note, we're watching. You have to look at both sides of the tape. So when I see the IWM, what jumps off the page on the daily chart? Well, the first thing is the moving average. The next thing are higher lows. We have a low, we have a higher low, and I don't know whether today is gonna mark another low, but could they go up from here and rechallenge the highs, or will they fail? Well, we can use the moving averages as a gauge. If they continue to stay below or they get below these moving averages and close below them day over day over day, then guess what? You're gonna have your answer. They're gonna end up taking out these lows and your higher low scenario is gonna be busted. And then, of course, we bring up the weekly chart and you say, well, what are they gonna be doing by the end of the week? We know the important spot here. Guess what? Breakup candle low, 217.67. We just had experienced with the SPY daily chart breakup candle low. Why wouldn't this or why isn't this just as important from a weekly chart perspective? And the answer is, it is. It's already been proven to be important. We talked about it and you see that it's important. About the transports, it was up today. The canary in the coal mine, my favorite canary in the coal mine. A number one canary in the coal mine. Second favorite market leading indicator next to the IWM, but favorite canary. Well, guess what? Wasn't down. Interesting. Move along. There's nothing wrong with this tape other than they haven't reached final destination yet. That's it. We don't know where it is. We just wait for the market to dictate where that number is in price or time or both. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Pretty good down day for those folks. Now, they haven't reached the 50-period moving average, but they came up close and pulled away. It's interesting, down almost 2%. Tech got hit pretty hard. Why does this happen? One of the reasons is because, A, the queues are top-heavy in the names we know. So why is that important? Well, because the names we know are held by everybody. They're held by every pension fund, every mutual fund, all the institutions. Everybody, one way or the other, holds the names we know. Who are the names we know? Amazon, Google, Netflix, Apple, you know, the names we know, Facebook. And those stocks, among a few others, make up like 50, 60% of the queues. Just four or five names make up 40%. So guess what? When they run for the doors, it's like shoving 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. We know how that works. Now, this wasn't even a big down day. This was just a down day. Think about what happens when the market actually has a big down day. What happens to these kind of things? What happens to the queues? They go down a lot. Weekly chart, now all we're doing is coming back to come and check in at or run a test at the 20 period moving average on the weekly chart. They haven't even got there yet. So technically speaking, guess what? You got it. The trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. The XLF. Now the transports and the XLF support the case that today in the S&P 500, all they were doing was running a test of what? Yeah, the breakup candle low. It's all funny how this works, isn't it? Nothing wrong with the XLF, move it along. Smash Mouth, down less in percentage than the Qs. Now, isn't Smash Mouth or the SMH a good leading indicator of the tech space? And the answer is, yes, it is. You have the same tail that we saw, or a similar tail that we saw on the hourly chart of the SPY today, 
We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Now, this is a little bit in no man's land, and I have stuff to say about that in the course, but here you also potentially have another higher low. So we have to look at both sides of the tape. Can you rally some in the SMH? Yeah, if you are, what's happening in the Qs? What's happening in the SPY? They're rallying. They would have run a test, the SPY, of the breakup candle low, rally some, the SMH put in a tail. You see the other side of bearishness. You have to just take the market at face value each and every day. It will tell you what face it's putting on. And that, my friends, is a pretty good place to pull the ripcord here today. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.